really? <laughs> wow. You know, you know, I've, I, I've literally never thought about that before. You're so insightful. And your coat is, if you know, if I can be blunt, is, is very shiny. And, uh, you know, it looks great. It looks great. Whatever you're doing, I keep doing it because it looks fantastic. You know, I, I, I mentioned that same thing to Trenton and he just won't understand. I know it smells terrible. He thinks it's funny. I don't think it's funny. Uh, you know, I'm so I'm so glad he's not here because if he was here, like he would be up a freaking wall. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, I'll I'll get you some more hot tea. Garrett. Oh, uh, hi, 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 Trent. Garrett. Hey. What is this? Oh, uh, this is you know Bertrand, the uh, the dog. I was. What do you think you're doing with? Bertrand, if that is his real name. Um, well, you know, I think... I, Are you... Hmm? Replacing me? I'm not trying... You, you know, this is just a test run, okay? I mean, we don't have to... You know, we don't have to go with Bertrand. 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 Bertrand, come back in like 20 minutes, okay? Okay. <laughs> okay? Alright. Bye. You know, you could have said hi to him. <laughs> you know, I've been really into this newest, the, you know, this new topic, you know, of, uh... I'm uh, just, you know, I'm just a little sore right now. About what? Yeah, just... <laughs> what? I can't have, I can't have other friends. I can't have other friends. I, le- I leave to go get some ice cream and I come back and you're freaking fraternizing with a, this whore! Hey! <laughs> Bertrand is not a whore. He is a German Shepherd. <laughs> Get it right. <laughs> I and, just, I just thought I could trust you. And and how rude was it? He had like ten minutes left on his hour, and that <laughs> and he, he had an hour. <laughs> <laughs> and I was gonna come back, and like he was gonna be so confused. <laughs> Um, sorry. So what do you want to talk about? <laughs> well, it's on my mind right Hopefully now. it's something different than, you know. <laughs> well, that was his hour. We were about to do my hour. <laughs> so I guess I'll go ahead and do what I was doing. got planning. his own hour. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyway, we don't have, we don't have to count that. I can, I can always delete it. I mean. The damage is done. <laughs> Anyway, Trent, if you want to stay, all right, I can just I can just call Bertrand up and just say, hey, just go home. I'll give some I'll give him some cab fare, and then we can just do our thing. <laughs> if I ever see that freaking dog again, <laughs> that mutt. <laughs> you're right, Trent. You're right. Screw that dog. Yeah. <laughs> screw 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 that dog. I guess. Um. Anyway, if I see that dog again. <laughs> I'm going to feed him grapes, okay? <laughs> this is the craziest intro you've probably done. It's immediately uh, <laughs> breaking everything up. Anyway, if you want, you can stay for the next for the next one, uh, unless you have something going on. No, I mean, well, uh, give me two seconds. Well, I got a therapy appointment in about two hours. <laughs> All right, so we got some time. <laughs> yeah. All right. Yeah. Marriage counseling in three. <laughs> Alcoholics Anonymous. <laughs> it just keeps going on. I decided to go ahead and book it ahead of time because <laughs> I know I'm about to fall down the slope. <laughs> All right. Anyway, you want to go ahead and start the timer? What is it about? <laughs> you didn't even told Start me. the timer. I'll tell you. Okay. Go ahead. Animals with jobs. <laughs> oh, Animal, oh! Animals with jobs is uh, the topic for today. You know, I, I, you know, I'll just skip the segment about Bertrand, <laughs> and we'll go right into the first one. Send here. him back to the doggy brothel. <laughs> Picked him up off the side of the freaking street. I didn't. I didn't, and I didn't pay him a hundred bucks for the hour. But anyway, 
All right, so the first one we're going to talk about is Stubbs the Cat. Okay. Stubbs the Cat. Um, by the way, just got all this information off Wikipedia. So if anything's wrong, it's not my fault. That's whoever edited the wiki page. Stubbs the Cat. Oh, yeah, by the way, this is not just animals with jobs. This is animals with jobs that are more successful than either of us combined. <laughs> That's specifically oh. the animals. To really make us feel really bad for being bad humans. I'm going to feel great today. So Stubbs, Stubbs the Cat was the, uh, was the mayor of a town in Alaska. Um, the, what? The, the town of Tal, uh, Kintna, Alaska. Let me read it. Talkeetna. Unless that's a mess up and that's supposed to be an O. My handwriting's not the best. Yeah, I have no um, idea what that says. The town... The, so how... You might be asking, well, Tr- Garrett, uh, how <laughs> how did a cat become the mayor of a town in Alaska? <laughs> Is yeah. that what you're going to say? Yeah. Well, what, how, Tr- Garrett... <laughs> Did a cat become Mary of Alaska? Well, the town is unincorporated, right? So, and we all know what that means. Well, it means that it, it, <laughs> you know, those unincorporated. Towns. That means it's a town of cats. I got it. That means a cat man. Um, it, it means that it's not really like a like a like a real town. It's like a very 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 small town. Uh, a village? Yeah, it's like a village. So there's really they don't really have mayors there in unincorporated like places. Right. Um, they got they have, they have chiefs. <laughs> so since they since they don't have like a mayor in in office, there was never an election to get a mayor. People were just like, this cat is awesome. Let's just make this cat the mayor <laughs> since we don't have a mayor. And in nineteen so in nineteen ninety seven, Lori Steck was an owner of a local grocery store in town. She found a box of kittens left on her parking lot, and that's where she met Little Kitten Stubbs, uh, named for his lack of tail. Oh. Stubbs was elected shortly thereafter. Every afternoon, Stubbs would take a walk to the West Rib Pub and Grill for lunch, uh, sit with his people, and drink a wine glass. (laughs) What? What? He would take a... What? You make him sound like Puss in Boots. Is he walking around <laughs> having lunch at the pub? Yeah, that's what he did. He he would go take a walk to the West Rib Pub and Grill for lunch. He would sit with his people and drink a wine glass filled with water and catnip, his drink of choice. What the crap? Yeah, that's what he would do. Um, I don't think he did. It. Mm. No, he did that. He had his own. He had his own wine glass. I saw it. It was decorated into stubs, and I saw him drink from the wine glass. Yeah, he he taps the bar twice and says, <laughs> "Barkeep, give me give me a wine glass he, filled with water." And he goes, Meow, and they're like, "Calm down, calm down. We got it." And they get it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That, what I'm saying is, I think it might have been the humans that decided to do this and like take him to the pub and like. I don't think he was walking around making decisions. <laughs> Well, he was certainly walking around. Right. Listen, Stubbs' reign of mayor, uh, <laughs> reign of mayor, <laughs> Stubbs' reign of as mayor, wasn't without his fair share of controversies. Uh, really? <laughs> <laughs> this is stupid or stupid. The sexting scandal. <laughs> yeah, I remember Stubbs the cat got deep in. There. How old was she, Stubbs? <laughs> What do you mean she was just a kitten? Oh my gosh. <laughs> Stubbs. Once Stubbs fell into the restaurant's deep fryer, luckful. What? <laughs> <laughs> Hold on, this is the first one. This is freaking off the wall. Luckily, uh, it happened to be off at the time. So, But he did get coated in the restaurant's oil. Golly. Dude, we're six <laughs> minutes in, and this is usually what happens like 45 minutes in your average episode. Uh, it's just when we're funny. getting goofy because this story well, is it's derailed. Well, it's funny. It's a cat mare. This is a goofy episode until later. We'll, we'll get to that if I have enough time. <laughs> okay. Uh, Go ahead. He accidentally fell into a garbage truck, and he was carried off to the outskirts of town. Oh, <laughs> Where was he walking to fall in a garbage truck? The power line? I have no idea. He was probably rooting in some garbage as a regular mayor would. Yeah. What a mayor. Just imagine just a human doing this. Mm-hmm. It's still at office. I can't help but imagine this cat in like a tux. Like, yeah. With a tie around his head. Stubbs is cute. 
Uh, we'll not lie about that. Uh, two awful teenagers tried to assassinate Stubbs. What? By shooting BBs at him. Uh, and immediately afterwards, Stubbs gave an 84-minute speech and just quoted saying, It takes more than that to kill a bull moose. <laughs> <laughs> that didn't happen. That was what? a joke. <laughs> Theodore you wrote down I, the... I wrote that as a joke. Okay. Theodore, Theodore Roosevelt... <laughs> said that. Said that okay. after getting assassinated. You... <laughs> You're such a freaking idiot. I can't even... <laughs> sorry, I'm so sorry. Yeah, that 84 minute speech that Roosevelt gave after he was assassinated <laughs> no, he was and shot. dead in the ground. You no, know, no, no. Uh, Theodore Roosevelt, someone, someone tried to shoot him point After line. he was shot, shot at. at. He was shot at. Not he, after he was assassinated. <laughs> I'm sorry. That implies it succeeded. Someone tried to shoot uh, Teddy Roosevelt in he, the chest. They did shoot him. Yeah, they did shoot him. It hit his speech. And he was like, one second everyone, I've been shot. <laughs> and they were like, but it takes more than that to kill a bull moose. And he gave an 84-minute speech right after getting shot while bleeding out. Dude, I've said it. Uh, he is my favorite. I yeah. love that guy. Stubbs did the same thing. <laughs> yeah, it's incredible. <laughs> um, I, I even wrote in my script, it's actually Teddy Roosevelt if Trenton asks. <laughs> in case uh-huh. you didn't think a, a cat did that. I didn't even have to ask. I just looked at you and you spilled the beans, you coward. And he, in 2013, his worst attack and assassination attempt was from a dog. There was another one? There, yeah, there was two assassination attempts off Stubbs. This guy's like Fidel Castro at this point. He suffered a punctured lung, a fractured sternum, and he was cut up extremely bad, but Stubbs was able to make a full recovery. And he kept, serv- he kept serving as mayor until his dying day... On uh, July 21st of 2017, he died at age 20. Ooh, that's an old That's cat. an old A cat. So that was a sar- uh, sergeant. No, Stubbs the cat. Stubbs the cat. <laughs> sergeant Major Stubbs. <laughs> no, I was actually thinking of... He made of, the barbecue sauce, I think. I was actually thinking of the uh, the next uh, animal we're going to talk about. Uh, really? Sergeant Reckless. Okay. <laughs> Go ahead. Um, that's the, a cool name, though. Uh, what animal do you think Sergeant Reckless was? Um, I mean, a dog? No. Really? A horse! Oh! <laughs> Sergeant Reckless a is a horse. I love horses. Uh, Sergeant Reckless was a horse bought by the United States Marine Corps in 1952 for a total of $250. That's a lot of change for 52. In 52? I mean, yeah. It's quite a bit. The horse was a Mongolian mare with a chestnut mane whose job was to be a pack horse. For hmm. the Recolis rifle. Do you know the Recolis rifle? Recolis? Re, re, well, yeah, it's a Recoilus. Recoilus rifle. Mm-mm. It's one of those giant, like, almost like a cannon with oh, big a ha- wheels. Uh, howitzer? Uh, pretty much. It's called a, it's called a Recolis rifle, um, specifically. And it's like a gigantic gun with huge shells they use for ammunition. Wait, can I see that one, too? Yeah. How's that spell? Re- yeah, Recoilus Recoilless rifle. Hmm. Weird. Yeah. Okay. An artillery. Mm-hmm. Okay. After she was drafted uh, is where she met her closest friend and primary caretaker, Joseph Lethem. Uh, Lethem. Lethem? Lethem. It's L-A-T-Ham. Latham. Latham. <laughs> Latham. Or Latham. Or Latham. Probably Latham, actually. Latham. Joseph Latham. Let's go with Latham. Uh, Joseph Layton. Uh, <laughs> what is wrong? I'm just gonna call him Joseph. <laughs> okay, you just do that. So his pri- uh, her primary caretaker was Joseph, who even had <laughs> Joseph, just Joseph. <laughs> That's his full name. <laughs> who even had his wife ship out a saddle, uh, for his uh for his horse now called Reckless, to better be a pack horse. <laughs> this is awful. This is awful. <laughs> Reckless had to go. Th- falling apart. Reckless had to go through specialized training uh, in a boot camp, which his, uh, which her. Uh... Wow, wow! <laughs> you misgendered her already. I'm so sorry. She served our freaking country. Okay. <laughs> Reckless went through a thing called hoof camp. They called it hoof camp. <laughs> As her platoon called it. She, I get it. Because <laughs> she don't have boots. <laughs> she has. She has. <laughs> Who's going to listen to this episode? Yeah, it's, called, it's called Shoe Camp. 
<laughs> like horseshoes. <laughs> Horseshoe camp. Jeez. She learned. It's like we're tired, but we're fully rested. That's the scary part. She learned. I don't know if I can drive home. <laughs> oh, no. I'm drunk with power now. She learned. We are completely uh, sober. During hoof camp, she learned how to not get tangled in barbed wire. She learned how to lie down under fire. And when to run under, uh, when to run for cover. Wow! After training, that's, that's useful skills to it, have. Oh, extremely for a horse like that. Uh, very, very good horse there. Oh, man, I want a horse so bad. Like actually, like legitimately, I would love to have a horse. It's so funny. Like every single time any animal comes up, you would be like, "Man, I love to have insert animal." Here. I love animals. Yeah, animals no, are cool. My, my American dream. I don't mm. want a white picket fence in a suburb. That's stupid and dumb. Okay, yeah. I want. Just a parcel of land, a mobile home, <laughs> and a horse to graze on my land. That's all I want. Yeah, I want a row of horses to act as my picket fence. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah, like the Titans. <laughs> Solidify them into... And if, any, if anyone, tries to, if anyone tries to break in, the horses will all go into one location oh, and kill them. Wow. Stop they, them with They their link hooves. up like a Gundam. <laughs> Man, the horse that has to be the arms. The I'll sword. The sword horse is really hurting. <laughs> I'll name it Sergeant Reckless 2. Yeah. Um, after training uh, at, at hoof camp, she bonded with her platoon. She was a very sweet and gentle horse, despite the name Reckless. Hmm. Um, but what she did have, she had a huge appetite. Where it wasn't safe for anyone to leave any food out or she would get it. Things, re- yeah. things Reckless ate, scrambled eggs, bacon, toast, chocolate bars, hard candy, Coca-Cola, beer, sw- shredded wheat, peanut butter sandwiches, mashed potatoes, her own blanket, and $30 worth of winning poker chips. Holy crap. Yeah, she was a hungry lass. Dude, that's free. First of all, horses can eat chocolate. That's news to me. I don't know if they can't. Well, they certainly can't drink beer. Well, she didn't die. Yeah, that's true. They can drink beer. They can have alcohol. It doesn't kill them. It'd be funny. <laughs> At least it didn't kill the horse and little rascals when he drank that rubbing alcohol. <laughs> that might be. That might not be. <laughs> what? Yeah, I <laughs> might mean... not be able to take that as fact though. Little rascals isn't known for so, its accuracy. Some young, some young child accidentally killed the family horse because he just drank. It rubbing alcohol. I'm only to see it hiccup. <laughs> the little rascals did it. It should be fine. Yeah. There was one kid in New York City who jumped off of a New York skyscraper because he wanted to be like Spider Man. Oh, yeah. I remember when Stymie was swinging between buildings. <laughs> I remember that episode. Some of the best. <laughs> Sorry, this is, this is some old references we're throwing out. I'm talking black and white little rascals, too. Yeah, not the movie. Fake fans, if you only watch That's right, that's right. You better get out of my freaking house. Some of the best things about Reckless, her memory and how calm she was. Her memory? She could stand right next to these huge recoilless rifles and she would be completely calm. You could shoot the rifle right next to her ear and she would not even, she would just snort. She would... Wow. She she would not freak out. That is... She freaked out one time and then she never freaked out again. Wow. And, that is impressive. But the number one thing is her memory was so good, she could make trips by herself to restock supplies. She would be shown how to do this route like twice, and then she, without anybody with her, she would travel like miles, restock up, and by herself go right back to the battlefield. Dang. I, I, I'm like, that is incredible. That's and super impressive. And, and, she, and freaking in Red Dead Redemption Two, my horse has to get at least bonding level four before I can start. You know, yeah, Reckless was bonding level eight from, wow. from birth. Holy crap! She would carry nine thousand pounds worth of ammunition. Are you kidding me? By herself, nine thousand pounds, and she would have to in each that, trip not one time. That's no, 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 no. That's what she would do, and she would carry nine thousand pounds each trip. And she would, Are you kidding? And me? she would be traveling 3.5 miles by herself. That's, there's no way that's possible. That's possible. That's what she no, did. No, 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 no. Okay. Was she carrying a wagon, though? I don't know. It don't... had to have been a wagon. Because there's no, it is literally impossible for her to support 9,000. Like, muscles. Like, biological muscles cannot yeah. support 9,000 pounds. She must have had some way of helping that. I guarantee that it was on a cart that she was drawing. But, but what, I, what I saw, it was like a big box on her back. There's no way. 
No she, way. Listen, she was reckless. <laughs> I mean, I understand that, but this is just physics, man. And one time during the fight, one of the battles that she was doing it, she was hit and like scarred by shrapnel, but she kept giving 100% and she never like swayed. She was like bleeding and she still did it. Golly. She was a... She this was horse a horse. Is a beast. And this was all during the Battle of Outpost Vegas. And after this, after that, she did so well, they promoted the horse to corporal. She became an actual, like, member of the army. Yeah, dude. Then after the war, um, she, was a, she became a, a, a sergeant. She was promoted to sergeant in 1954. And she was given a red and gold blanket with an insignia. That she uh, promptly ate. <laughs> <laughs> she probably tried to. Yeah. She was later perfor- uh, prom- uh, promoted to staff sergeant on Ar- August 31st, 1959, which uh, included a 19-gun salute in her honor. Wow. A parade and uh, all nine yards. She later died in 1968, retired with three foals to her name. And Aww. this is the amount of awards she has won. Two Purple Hearts. Uh, Marine Corps Good Conduct Medal, Korean Service Medal, the United Nations Korea Medal, Navy Unit Com- <laughs> Commendation Award, and a Republic of Korea Presidential Unit Citation. And she died as the highest ranking horse in the Marine Corps. Ever. Now, I mean, he- I can't imagine there was much competition. <laughs> well, just- like, like, a thing I, I've been thinking about when this whole time, imagine, like... Imagine, like, she's an awesome horse. Like, she's yeah, awesome. I, I think we can all agree on that. Now, imagine being as someone who, like, lost a leg in, like, war, and a horse is more decorated than you are. Man. <laughs> that would piss me off <laughs> so much. Um, that horse is awesome. Yeah, man. I mean, being a staff and sergeant, there's actually a lot of people who are under her. <laughs> it made me weirdly happy when I heard that she had three children before she died. Yeah, uh, yeah. Like, that she made me it. super happy. I don't know why. Not everyone has that kind of good grace. Some people don't come back from war. It's true. If you didn't know, she came. She came back and kept her line going. This is a freaking cool story. That is a matriarch, right I there. I think it's weird how there's no movie about Sergeant Reckless because I think that would be a good movie. Somebody make that. Okay, so uh, I know. Pl- and and by the way, you know what? Extra fact: uh, the Secretariat was her oldest. Yeah. Oh no, that wasn't right. <laughs> okay. He was spreading misinformation on the internet knowingly. I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> uh, okay, so we're going to talk about... I, I'm going to hopefully say this correct. Nils Olav. Nils? Nils Olav. While on a visit to the Indenborough Zoo in 1961, the Norwegian King's Guard Lieutenant Nils... E, I'm going to just call him Nils. <laughs> I'm never going to try. His name's Nils. Lieutenant Nils... Became enriched with the idea of adopting a penguin. (laughs) 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 And for some. Oh, what were you going to say? How did you word that? Became enriched. (laughs) Enriched with the idea idea. of adopting a penguin. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Continue, sorry. This is something Nils could not shake from his brain. Because 11 years later, he finally adopted a penguin for the Polish army. (laughs) Okay. Uh, The King's Guard returned (laughs) to do just that. (laughs) They put him in the sniper division. He had over 400 confirmed kills. This this freaking Navy SEAL penguin. He is a king's penguin. He's a king penguin. Uh, you mean an emperor penguin? He's, uh, yeah, I think so. I don't think there's a king penguin. I could be wrong. Um, the penguin was named Nils Olav. Uh, after Nils, the guy who wanted to... Wow, him. that is self-aggrandizing. <laughs> and his last name is Olav, after the then king of Norway. Uh, no, no, it's Norwegian. It's a Norwegian penguin, not Poland. I'm sorry. Slap me. Woo! Slap me. Ow! That didn't make it a good slap. Gotta do it again. All right. Turn your face this way. Okay. <laughs> your beard kind of muffles it. Yeah. It's kind of nice. I did. It was a decent slap. It wasn't though. Polish. Norwegian. Okay. So, um, yeah, so the then king of Norway, Olaf the fifth. 
Okay. Like, so Nils Olaf, that's where the name came from. Gotcha. Nils was initially given the rank of corporal, and then every single visit the Norwegian army went to the zoo, he was promoted instantly. And there's always a ceremony for Nils. Um, you know, I t- you know, what? He, he gives a bad name to animals in the military. You know who's really worthy of praise? What? Freaking Reckless. Yeah, Sergeant okay. Reckless. Sergeant Reckless. Nils Olaf lives in a zoo, and he, then he's just promoted out For of nothing. For nothing. He didn't do a dang thing. No. Nah. That is that is a crime. Um, Court-martial that freaking penguin. <laughs> Put him in a stew. <laughs> I mean, the penguin didn't do anything wrong, I guess. <laughs> it's just a penguin, and you're screaming at him in the zoo, You don't deserve your rank! <laughs> throwing garbage into his penguin enclosure. Yeah. Nils died in 1987 to Trenton's benefit. (laughs) (laughs) He died as a sergeant um, in the military. But his name was passed down to a new penguin, Nils Olaf II. And now, currently, to this day, there is Nil Olaf III. So, as long as life still keeps going and Norway is still a country, there is always going to be one penguin in their military. Hmm. Isn't that something? Ain't that something? The current Nils Olaf has been knighted by the current king of Norway, King Harald V. This means that uh, Nils Olaf outranks Nils, the person he got his name from. Wait, they still have a king in Norway? They do. I found that out too. He's a, actually kind of a cool dude. I, I, I mean, I don't don't quote me on that in case my research has proven he did something really bad. He is at this moment skinning a goat and wearing its <laughs> wearing. <laughs> From what I can tell, <laughs> King Harold is, is is a very nice king, um, but you know, don't quote me on that in case he uh, he, he starts uh, you know choking children in the street. Yeah, he's he's sandpapering children's feet, putting salt on them, and making ghosts lick it off. Oh my god, <laughs> that's re- that's really bad. Very specific. How too. dare you do that, King Harold? <laughs> and that's how rumors start. <laughs> We said he's nice, and then the next breath we said he's a monster. You decide. You can't trust anybody these days. So Nils, what he does is he wears a unique band around his uh, flipper, his right flipper, and it has his insignia, what what rank he is. Um, there's a really cute picture of Nils walking next to like uh, all the like the military people who are under him, and they're just like standing at attention. He's just like flip like walking <laughs> next to him. I bet that is really cute. I do like penguins. They're gonna be really scared when that penguin starts talking and giving out death orders. Yeah, like when he points at the map and says "nuke him," and you're like, "Nils, they're civilians." He's like. <laughs> <laughs> There's a statue of the original Nils located in two locations. One is at the uh, Edinburgh Zoo, as in Nils is like their mascot there, mm-hmm. and the other one is at the Kingsguard compound. Mm. Um, so there I mean, you go. One of your animals was a corporal. You would probably make him your your poster girl too. Exactly. It's like we we got it. We got to roll with this. This one I have the most research on, and you. But it's sad because you probably know what this is. Have you ever heard of Tama the Station Master Cat? Oh, that's awesome. You don't know who this is. Not a clue. Oh, that's awesome. I really thought you knew. Okay, so... I know a lot of things. But you don't know that. Nope. You're about to. Okay, so Tama the Station Master Cat is one of the coolest stories to me. It's so sweet. I actually cried three times reading it. (laughs) Because it was so wholesome. Okay. Well, yeah. I, I, high hopes. I gotta pull pull my new mail card. No on pressure, the table but if right I don't here. cry, I'm leaving. <laughs> the dog's gonna come back. Yeah. Oh wait, wait. No, that. Wait. The... Yeah, sorry, we're good here. We're good. Yeah, Trenton's Trenton's doing this one. Yeah. Sorry, you, you can go. If you say one more word to that dog, <laughs> okay. Okay. I tried to forget he was here. <laughs> He was just standing outside the room. I'm going to... <laughs> I can't Off finish word. that. Alright, so... Tama was a stray cat who lived near the failing railway Kishi Station in Japan. Mm. Um, who kept getting fed by passengers and a certain man named Mr. Koyama. Mm. Who was the informal uh, station ma- uh, manager at the time. Who, in 2004... Adopted Tama, um, and 
Tama. Tama. T-A-M-A? Yes. Tama. That means Tama... Ball? Hmm. I don't know. You're the weeb here. I, it might mean bell. I, I feel like an idiot. Um, if so, I was if I was not currently being recorded, I would know what that means. I'm just not good under pressure. So, yeah, in 2004, Mr. Koyama adopted Ta- uh, Tama. That kind of rhymes. That's kind of fun. Um, so sometime later, because, like, the station's not doing that well. Um, and, like, the railway company was going to shut it down. And the locals were like... Do not shut this place down. We love this station. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> and there was like kind of touch and go whether or not it was going to go. And, he, and the locals were able to save the station in 2006. Okay. The Wakayama? Yaka- oh, I got this. Come on. Wakayama? Oh, yeah. Wakayama. Wakayama. So the Wakayama Railway uh, Company, uh, they were like, well, if you're going to keep the station, we have to actually de-staff it. Um, if, and if we're going to keep it, to keep the cost up. Hmm. So they de-staffed all their stations, and station masters were picked by, well, they were chosen by local businesses and stuff like that. Right. Uh, and that's how Mr. Koyama became station master. So he was in charge of the whole area. Okay. Um, and he was the only <clears> one on staff. I don't know, I don't know if he was the only one on staff, but most of the staff was, like, from local businesses to keep the railway afloat. But it wasn't people, like... Only paid to do this job. Gotcha. So it became like kind of like a like your local neighborhood just ran it. Okay. And Mr. Yoka, uh, Mr. Uh, Koyama was he probably is a great guy. And what he decided to do is one year later he made his cat <laughs> the station master. Um. And as okay. So Tama's job was to greet guests as they entered the station. Uh, and with this, she was uh, paid a salary in cat food, and she was given a gold name tag with her own name on it and the position of station master written on the on the collar. Um, and she, people instantly loved ta- uh, Tama. Like they loved it. They loved saying hi to Tama. They would pet Tama, and they would go onto the station. And people started actually coming around to like just to meet Tama uh, and just ride the station because Tama was there. Okay, yeah, that is pretty freaking cute. It, it's super cute. So what they did is they... I'm I'm a quarter of the way there. Keep going. (laughs) So what they did, uh, because Tama was doing such a good job, they actually commissioned a little station master's hat designed specifically for a cat to wear. It took six months to make, um, but it it fit perfectly on Tama. And she also had a little summer hat as well. (laughs) In case it got too hot. I'm halfway. (laughs) Woo! Tama... During her stint, saved the railway company. She, by herself, did this. She raised an estimated $9 million in the local economy during her entire career. So the company kept promoting her for her good work. She was given the Top Station Runner Award in 2007. Uh, when That was her first award she won. And she was given a slice of crab fed by the president of the company... And a year's bone, year a new year end bonus, which included a new cat toy every year. In two thousand eight, she was awarded the title Super Station Master, uh, so she, she, Super Station Manager, and it was a big fancy ceremony when she was promoted, uh, held by the president of the company and the town's mayor. She was given a new name tag in an in her own office, which was a, a converted ticket booth. Which included her own litter box. Okay. In that same year, she was knighted by the governor. <laughs> Golly. So leave some for the rest of Again, us, Again, she raised $9 million, and this railway was going under. <laughs> like, it was going to be gone. Thomas saved It's going it. up the waterfall now. Yeah, it's going up. Yeah. Um, in 2009, the railway... Uh, introduced a brand new train called the Tama train, a train that looked just like Tama, uh, uh, and it has little to... Hold the freaking phone. What? Ever heard of My Neighbor Totoro, the cat bus? Yeah, yeah, she's the cat. She turned into a cat bus. (laughs) What? It would be really cool if that was the inspiration for the cat bus. um, It even had, like, ears, and it matched Tama's ears, and there's little cartoon Tamas all over the place. It's super cute. 
Um, can I see it? If, oh yeah, we'll, we'll show it at the end. Okay. In 2010, she... Well, but you guys won't see it. This is not a visual medium. No, it is not. I'm so sorry. But Trenton is about to be floored. I can really paint a picture with words, though. In 2010, she became operating officer and became the first cat to be an executive of a railway co- corporation. Uh, <laughs> Jesus. She's an exec. She is... There was a joke that was like, it's the first female to ever hold this position. <laughs> Which I was like, oh, come on, guys. Probably shouldn't say that. Uh, she was able to uh, hire uh, some family when she got her new executive position. So her sister, Chibi, joined her. And her mother, Miko. Aww. So people could pet Chibi Miko, and Miko. Miko is like a shrine maiden. Yeah. And Chibi is uh, small. A small shrine maiden. Tama is, yeah. I'm pretty sure Tama is, yeah, Ball. So Ball, <laughs> Shrine Maiden, and Small. <laughs> well, and Tiny, basically. Um, later that same year in 2010, they changed the buildings. Uh, 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 they changed the building. They completely restructured the outside. So now the entire building looks like a cat. Mm. Um, in 2011, Tama became managing executive officer and became third in command of the company right after the president and the managing director. She was the third in command of the entire co- <laughs> railway company. It was all fun and games until she sold their stocks. <laughs> free, for cat food. For cat food. <laughs> now some freaking homeless person owns the railway company. And in 2013, she was given the title of honorary president of the Waka- Wakayama, w- Wakayama uh, Electric Rail for Life. Um, she ruled with elegance and grace until her death in 2015. Oh, that's, that's what kind of yeah, yeah. That's what kind of teared me up. She died at the age of 16, that, which is still really good for a cat. Yeah. Um. So she was given a Shinto style funeral. Mm. She was given the title honorary eternal station master. Oh. And she was enshrined as a spirit goddess. Whew. She is now a goddess. Uh, and she has this name now. Oh, Tama Daimyo? Yeah. Daimyo Jean. Oh! What does that mean? Daimyo Jean. Daimyo is like a, the leader of a dynasty, I believe. Whoa. Jean is... I don't think that stands alone as a word. So, Daimyo Jean. you can uh, visit uh, Tama's shrine uh, next to the station. And you can view her bronze statues and, and pray and pay her respects. There is mm. currently a cat goddess who runs the spirit trains. That's kind of sweet to think about. Yeah. After- Dude, she's totally the cat bus. Oh, she's she's the cat bus. She's 100%. The cat bus is spiritual, too. Um, what a way to immortalize. It's so sweet, right? Yeah. When did My Neighbor Totoro come out? Oh, like the 80s. Really? Yeah, it's an old one. Then it was... Then Well... This is yeah. This is recent. Okay. Um, after it was fi- not actually Tama, but nah. we can pretend. After fifty days, her successor Nitama uh, came to pay <laughs> her. It's just second ball. <laughs> <laughs> Nitama came to pay her respects at her shrine. That was her. Fr- they they said Nitama is the successor of Tama, and the first rule is her first duty is to pay her respects to the Tama Shrine. Aww. And it was a ceremony there. That's cute. And she... And I question their naming sense, though. <laughs> New Tama... Has, Ima- imagine if I had a dog, <laughs> and I made him the CEO of my company, and his name is Ball. It's <laughs> great. This is my dog, Nut. <laughs> He's the eternal god. Um, of my everything. So right now, if you go to the station, you will see Nitama there. And Nitama is running the station to this day. Uh, but Nitama isn't just some random cat. She was uh, another stray that was found uh, uh, under the train, one of the train cars at the station. And she was appointed as the apprentice to Tama. Uh, and until Tama's death, uh, she took over for Tama. Okay. Um... Yotama is uh, is currently Nitama's uh, subordinate, which means fourth ball. <laughs> yo, 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 just Yotama. Yotama. Are you sure it's not Yontama? Oh no, it's Yontama. Sorry, that means fourth ball. 
in a current uh, and is currently Itama's subordinate, and you can see Yontama. Uh, I'm just saying, four balls is stronger than two. <laughs> I think we're, we're going to see a, a, a coup happen soon. Um, and you can see uh, Yontama at a different station called Itakuro? Yeah, Itakuro. Itakuro Station. And there's also another cat at a different station called Sun Tamatama, which runs uh, Nakaku uh, another, as another station uh, master. So there are currently in this Sun world... Sun Tamatama? Three. And then the third ball? No. Let me see. Sun Tamatama just means sun. Sun ball ball. <laughs> <laughs> if, you're, if it doesn't mean ball, we're going to be very yes. embarrassed. No, it does mean ball. I'm certain it does. Okay, so I, that I, I am certain. Though. So that is the um, because you know what testicles are called balls. Kintama. Oh, golden balls. <laughs> <laughs> that's the that's the you know that's the. It's <laughs> true. So yeah, that's the story of Atama, the station master cat, and I will show you some pictures. It is adorable and the thing it was just like so like oh my god oh my god just thinking about all the good things that happen uh to that animal you you have a soft spot for cats i do i love cats okay oh i got 21 minutes so i'm going to skip about the polish bear soldier what no Uh, no. Uh i have some important stuff i need to talk about i want to hear about a bear soldier did he actually like just maul enemy soldiers no okay and you skip them um because that would be awesome if they had like an azura bear okay i'm like i'm on the fence okay i have 20 minutes left right and i have a thing i could talk i'll give you no, I have I, I barely have anything about the bear, but I have a lot of stuff about these other two animals. Mm. So I'm going to move on to the other two animals. If I have enough time, I'll talk about the bear. If I don't have enough time, I'll talk about you. I'll tell you about the bear afterwards. You're losing time. Okay, we're going to talk about Laika. Laika. Do you know who Laika is? Mm, nope. Okay. <laughs> Laika was a Soviet space dog, and huh. was the first animal ever to reach orbit. Really? Yeah, so you don't know about a lot of the space race stuff, do you? Excuse me. I said, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to tell them, but, like, I know space is not your thing. You couldn't tell me about uh, the, the excuse planets. Excuse me? You, did, you could not tell me how many planets we have in the solar I system. I bet I could tell more than you. Oh, and in the solar system. Eight. Yeah. When I asked you the first time at work, you stumbled. <laughs> You're like, uh... That uh, was... Well, uh, that was before I learned about the secrets of the universe. Exactly. Now you have unlocked your chakra, but you still don't know about Laika, so let me tell you about Laika. Okay. I'm sorry. Let me, let me, no, 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 no! Let's talk it out, let's talk it out. No! Let's talk That's it out. what the therapy's for! <laughs> don't touch me! So, the first animal sent to space... <laughs> the first animals that came to space... Was fruit flies. Are you... <laughs> That's not very prestigious. The first animals that we shot in space was fruit flies, but we could not reach orbit with them. We like got mm, we their just... wings weren't strong enough. <laughs> we just tied a rocket to them and said, "Go!" This <laughs> is a freaking bottle rocket. Um, so the fruit flies actually came back down alive, and we were like, "Cool, that's awesome." Next was the Alberts. Albert was the name of numerous space monkeys that the U.S. sent up to space. Yes. Um, I know about that. Alberts went, we had one, uh, Alberts 1 to 4, and they all went to, they all didn't make orbit, but they got really high up to space. Um, but most of them did not survive. Like, two-thirds died. That's sad. Uh, what did they die of? I, I really don't know. There's not actually, like, I could not find a lot of information, like, immediately on the Alberts. But you couldn't see pictures of like the boiled off corpses of. <laughs> no, no. Uh, the U.S. government's kind of secretive about the Alberts. So I, 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 if we like, I might do another topic just about animals that go to space because I, mm. I do want to research that further. Um, but yeah, numerous space monkeys gave their their lives to the pursuit of the space race. The success were not good. After that, we sent mice up there. We had lots of mice die too throughout the fifties. And it sucks. It, it it does suck. So while the United States were using, like, monkeys and rats and fruit flies, the Soviet Union only used, like, dogs for the longest time. 
Hmm. Um, and 1951, uh, July well, of 22nd. They have a lot of stray dogs in, in Russia, if I remember correctly. Yeah. 1951, July 22nd, the R1 IIIA1 flight took two dogs into space. Tyskin and Dizik. And they, like... Well, I, I say they went to space, but they, they really didn't reach the altitude for actual space travel. But the big deal is they survived. Those two dogs lived um, after going uh, up that high. Which everyone was freaking out about, like, oh my god, the Soviet Union. Soviet Union sent two dogs to space and they lived. Now, after that, everyone was, like, freaking out. Soviet Union was like, well, what's next? Well, the Soviet Union had to go one step higher. So they were going to hit actual space. They were going to go into orbit. Enter Laika. Laika was a three-year-old stray dog just living in Moscow. Um, and she was taken to become a space dog. Laika was the only passenger on Sputnik 2. So you, you, you probably know about Sputnik, right? I mean, I've heard, I've heard of it. Yes. Sputnik, big success story. Big satellite went into space. Right. Uh, now, Sputnik 2 was like the straight-to-DVD sequel to Sputnik 2. <laughs> uh, Sput- Sputnik 1. Um, they couldn't get the original actors and actresses. They couldn't, you know, didn't have the special effects budget. Sputnik 1, like, had all these resources to build with. Sputnik 2 had four weeks to be, to be designed, built, and sent up into space. What? I mean... Why? Why were they under... Because they were trying to beat us. Yeah, they were trying to beat us. But they already got one in space. Exactly. But they wanted to keep putting more stuff out there. They wanted to be better than the United States. So the race were like, put more stuff out there. Put more stuff out there. I'm just saying, that's so dumb. That really is, in my mind. Yeah. If you've already got one in, in space, if the first one's already up there, it doesn't matter anymore. Now it's just like, put out the best you can. Yeah, exactly. I bet I could get a freaking, yeah, some trash into space. Would that make me better in the U.S.? No. I mean, at that time, though, it would make you, like, king of the world. But that doesn't make any sense. If you went to the bathroom, sent it in space, and it landed on the moon, you would be front page news. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> what a joy. <laughs> CNN is featuring me. They would. They would interview you and call you the next Einstein. Wow, that's so cool. Laika was trained with two other potential candidates. Um, they were kept in extremely small cages. They were fed laxatives, and they were see, they were uh, studied to see how long they could hold their stool in inside their small, tiny cage. That's scary. It is That's extremely scary. Kind of terrifying. They would keep them in these small little cages for as long for a very long time because they're going to be in confined spaces in space. So we're going to see how long it, it, they can stay in there. And they were they got extremely like like aggressive and like scared and agitated. Because they were living in such terrible conditions, they they had to go through machines that simulated the noise um, and the movement of the spaceship. The dogs like were so like uh. And after the testing, Laika was chosen to be the best candidate for the job. Hmm. Now here's the part that sucks. Even if that that was awesome already, that all kind of sucked already. Laika was never going to survive the flight. What? It was by design. The dog was going to die. Why would they design it that way? Um, they had four weeks to build it. <laughs> the designs never had any way to ensure her survival or any kind of recovery back down to Earth. So they were sending her... Douchebags? ...to die, no matter what. I don't know if the United States were doing the same thing with the Alberts, if they weren't even planning on that. I just um, like to think we have some amount of humanity. Exactly. It's, it's so Not sad. Not all of them died, right? Uh, like, a couple of them survived. Yeah. Um, they all knew this. One scientist before her flight, Dr. Vladimir, brought Laika home because he was like, I want to treat her like to like some afternoon with my kids because I know she is going to die soon. And he said that Laika was uh, quite charming and very quiet. She was very sweet. Uh-huh. Um, when she was getting hooked into the spaceship, uh, one of the technicians came up, kissed her nose... And wished her bon voyage, knowing she was going to die. Mm. That's so freaking... It's so, so, so sad. Uh, That's a bad taste in my mouth. Laika then took the craziest journey any unsuspecting animal could ever endure. She was 
thrown into orbit. And they had, like, a way to check how her heartbeat was the entire time. So they saw her, like, heartbeat, like race and then go like 400 beats a minute it was like because it's like being shot and an animal has no idea what's going on yeah wouldn't you be scared i would be terrified you'd be scared if you knew what was happening exactly poor dog and i don't know if she could see outside probably not but if she could what she would see would blow her little mind she was orbiting the earth and she was able to make it out like to space and she was the first ever living conscious thing to like see everything. And I know conscious is like um, she 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 she's like what's she was going aware. on? She was aware of her surroundings. Yeah, she's conscious. She was able to make four trips around the Earth. Like she orbited Earth four times, um, and until she died of overheating. The whole the whole pod like just overheated oh. and she died. Oh, what a bad way to go! And Wait, did she burn to death or was it just like heat exhaustion? Heat exhaustion, most likely. Okay, um, that makes me feel slightly less bad, but that's still pretty gnarly way to go. But if the overheating did not get her, there was a rig inside the ship that would poison her, and she and they were like, we were going to poison her anyway, so. Why were they so determined? <laughs> Hold on. They had four weeks, and they spent that time to create a poison <laughs> system to kill this dog. You know what you could have done? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Put a freaking parachute on her. I don't they, know. They even made, like, a food gel for her to eat. And she was eating food gel during her time, like, going around the earth four times. Which, by the way, is only, like, five minutes. Because she was, like... Are you serious? Yeah, she was, like, That's zipping. That's fast as free. She was zipping. She, yeah, she didn't last a long time up there, but she was able to make four rotations. That's freaking insane. But she was eating the food Like 20,000 miles in five minutes? Yeah. The orbit's crazy, man. Um, It'd be more than 20,000 miles. That's the free, That's the surface. Holy crap. That is fast. It's so fast, yeah. So, after Laika after like passed, she stayed up there in, the, in Sputnik 2. Um, and she was up there for five months. Now imagine this. Oh. Billions of people around this earth... I don't want to be the one to open that pod. ...had no idea that above their head there was a dead dog dressed like an astronaut zooming by the entire world and no one like was like... There's so many people who have like... If you look up in the sky, there's a dead dog up there. That's kind of crazy. Yeah. Like, especially for the time. She was able to make... In those five months, 2,570 orbits around um, before that little beat-up rush drop, drop, Sputnik 2 disintegrated back down to Earth and all of Laika's remains were turned to ash. There is a statue of Laika um, in Star City uh, in Russia where there's a statue of Laika. It's a a really nice statue. Um, And two rockets are next to her. And there's a giant hand propulsing her up. Um... With Laika in the palm of, like, the guy's hand. If it wasn't for Laika, like, we couldn't have really sent any humans to space. But the fact that there was never any way to get Laika back was, like, a big thing. And, like, so many people around the world were like, should we be doing this to animals? Uh, Because they're not aware of what's going on. Well, I don't think that's the only reason you should be (laughs) worried about it. It's just wrong. Really. Yeah. But... You know, you know. It's just kind of, I understand, there's a difference between attempting to make them survive and failing, Mm -hmm. and just deliberately making sure they die. Yeah, that's... That's exploitation. That that sucks. That's that's not a mistake or negligence, that's just exploitation. Okay, so I have enough time, so I'm going to uh, talk about Felicet, um, who was the first cat in space. Hmm. Yes, I thought it was Mr. Pebbles, but it was not. <laughs> Your poster's been lying. My to poster you. has been lying. I was like, "Yeah, there hasn't been a cat in space." And I looked it up. It's like there has. There has been one cat to make it in space, and this story sucks. Sucks it's worse than Laika. Like, kind of. I would say. Why are you going for these down? <laughs> Why are you trying to end on such a sour note? It's so interesting to me. This episode is butt backwards, by the way. <laughs> the fact that we were so giggly at the start. All right. Felicet was a, another stray. It was a stray cat. Okay. Um, and October 
uh, was launched into space. Uh, she was about one of 14 cats that the French were, uh, were using. And they used cats. They weren't the only ones who tried to use cats. There are other countries tried to use cats, but they were like, that, no, we're not doing cats. That's kind of, like, ethically wrong. But the French were like, we need to use cats for some reason because something to do with their brain. So what they did is they gave brain surgery to 14 cats to and the, like to get like su- like kind of crazy readings on their on their brain and you can actually see like the little tubes coming out of their heads which is like uh that's uh I hate Not that. Not a pleasant mental image. So what what they did is they strapped they they tested all the cats to see which cat would be the best one and Felicet, the little little black and white girl cat um, was selected and she was put into this like little like tube and she was like hooked in she was strapped in she looks so kind of she looks like kind of like blissful a little bit she's like mm. hands are like uh like locked in and she's in like a, a small little like tube coffin it's like a big sol- how old was this cat um is it an adult i can't really i, I let me see I, I have notes here but i don't really know how old she was in fact, those are printed. Yeah, this one was just the Wikipedia, so I didn't have to like write anything down before we we started. Do you, do you have a printer? Yeah, I have a printer. Why did we print? Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> the thing was, uh, all these cats were not named until Felis Felicet was like the only one that was named because she was the one chosen to go up there. Mm. I, I, but they don't have her age, so they probably didn't even care. Really, they were just like, "It's a stray cat. Let's not get attached. Let's not name it." As soon as you want to name it, you're gonna to want to keep it, and we're sending this thing into space anyway. Don't don't be like Leica. Don't name it. <laughs> um. So, what they did they 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 strap the cat in there. All these readings go, like they all of them are working. They shoot this cat up into space. I believe the cat was in space for 14 minutes. Ooh. Let me see. Flight. Uh, the rocket engine burned for 42 seconds on accent. Uh, okay. The parachutes deployed 8 minutes and 55 seconds into the launch. 13 minutes after the rockets have ignited, a, helico- a helicopter arrived at the payload, and the cat was recovered safely. So, what? the cat was launched up, stayed in space for a little bit, then the parachute came down, and then the cat was recovered. The cat survived the launch. Which is very awesome, because up to this point, most things that get went into space end up dying. But the cat was able to come back perfectly fine. Alright? So you're like, cool, good story, right? Cat went into space, and that's fun, right? What, did they freaking dis- dissect her when she got back down? You are a brilliant man. God! <laughs> two months! Why? Two months after this cat was successfully launched into space... Came back down. The cat, two months later, was killed by the French scientists and dissected to see what effect space had on the cat. Like and like and like the brain was dissected. And you already gave the cat brain surgery. It was the best cat of the whole bunch, and you still dissected even after it did a good job. I think that's stupid. What are they learning by dissecting the brain? What are they looking for? I don't know. <laughs> when was this? What like, year? Uh, 1961. You might be hearing pebbles sniffing the sniffing the mic. There is currently a cat on the mic. Um, he hurt. Yeah, there's poor, a cat. There's poor a guy cat. hurt. It. Come on, pebbles. Yeah, get, get. come on, pebbles. Don't be that way, bro. Dude, he is so much lighter than this. <laughs> um, so uh, yeah, you know what also sucks? You know what also sucks, right? Um, the cats, the cats that didn't make it, the cats that weren't good enough for the space launch, also were youth like they're euthanized. They were killed. Every cat was killed. Why? I don't know. Yeah. And it doesn't matter. I'm just saying in 1960, dissecting the... Unnecessary. Just uh, totally unnecessary. They could have they could have had her monitored or something like that when mm. the, and had her brought back down. But then you can't dissect the... Okay, I might be showing my ignorance here. Correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah. You can't dissect a brain and then like hook the brain up and like... like translate every electrical impulse in the brain into yeah. information. We can't freaking do that or else we could like visualize dreams. Yeah, ex- exactly. It's it's 
I, I'm with you. I don't see why that was even like necessary. What? Yeah. What the frick are they finding? Yeah. Nothing. Not a dang thing. I know the whole thing was like to see what would happen to a human brain in, in space. Would 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 there be some kind of deterioration and stuff? But I'm just like, dude, the cat's fine. The cat's walking around. Brain's probably fine. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And listen, if you have, and if also if you have such like questions about it put yourself in that rocket put yourself up there and see if you're doing yeah, good douchebag coward yeah yeah <laughs> take that 1960s french scientist i'm gonna grab that freaking frenchman's neck you know <laughs> and put him in a rocket one of the things that i'm really I'll throw him to space with my big beefy <laughs> biceps <laughs> big one one big throw sacre blue sacre blue Bomboy as that. <laughs> um, but one of the things I'm like, kind of like, super like <laughs> <laughs> upset about so. is there's only been one cat in space. Mm. So while I was like researching this, I looked up Philoset and I saw lots of like pictures of Philoset and that people have drawn. And a lot of them are like teacher aides, and it's like really cutesy cutouts of Philoset. Like, did you know there was a cat in space? And it's like a really happy-looking, frolicking cat in space. And there's like a children's book about, like, the cat who could had a dream to go into space. And it's like, you are making light of something that was extremely terrible. Like, feel a set. I'm okay with anyone having, like, a t-shirt or feel a set or, like, a, a print of it. But don't lie. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like, the the whole thing is, like, a really awful thing. And I don't think we should be telling kids about feel a set. This is, like, something that was, like, this is really bad animal testing. If you, like, we can celebrate, like, the life of Philoset, like, as, like, a, no, no, like, you can learn from your past so you don't make the same mistakes. I mean, sure. And I disagree in a way. Yeah. Yes, you can learn from the past, but it's, like, you have to, you have to teach kids and people the bad things that happen, well, too. they're not doing that, though. I know. That's where they're going wrong. Exactly. They have, you have to say the good, and you have to say the bad. You can't yeah. learn from the past if you only do the good and yeah. don't do the bad. Yeah. The bad is more important than the good. Exactly. Because the good thing is, we put a cat in space. Hey, it's me, Trenton. And I think you should get another hour, Garrett, because you're so smart mm-hmm. and handsome and cool you want me to keep talking i'll keep talking about no, okay. well <laughs> so no no one fell for it okay fine i guess i'll stop here except for maybe feel said because she is a lobotomite mm-hmm. at this point oh she's nothing at this point <laughs> yeah. she would have been nothing regardless though at this point okay well Trent, I hate that you have to go through like a therapy session. I mean, uh, I would love to hang out with you. You're going to the but... marriage counseling. Hey, welcome back. <laughs> hey. <laughs> <laughs> well, looks like we might have another podcast coming out today after all. Um, all right, come, come on. Come over here. Come on. Uh, Trent, you can go. If you need me, I'll be starting a new podcast with my wonderful animal pal. Uh, and we'll be talking about frisbees and uh, bones. In <laughs> uh, that, in that, in that right, boy. Yeah, yeah. If you need to go, you need to talk to Trenton. Um, uh, who cares? Uh. If you want to find me, you can tune into National Geographic tonight when I slaughter this dog. <laughs> no, no. And now after that, I will be attempting to discover uh, the secret of time travel so I can go back and throw trash in Nils Olav's cage. That stupid penguin got freaking promoted for nothing. 
I'm going to kill him too. <laughs> yeah, if you need me, I will, again, start in this podcast and uh, I'll be uh, heading to my bunker so Trenton cannot find my wonderful new host. I'm already there. You look at me again, it's just a phone with my face on it. I was never here, Garrett. I was always in your bunker. Get us on uh, Pod on Twitter. Or, or send us an email at I'll give you an hour at gmail.com. And with that being said, uh, uh, get out of here. Go. Go. Get gone. Get go off get, the couch. Go get some crackers. Get off the couch. Bad girl. Bad. That was my fist hitting her skull. <laughs>